the Mom Who Knows Not of My Name is Brianna, and this is the Mama Knows Not a Podcast. In honor of Mother's Day, I thought I would invite a special guest to discuss this motherhood journey with me. My wonderful husband, Dominic, has been roped into this. You can tell he's really excited. So um, I thought it'd be really interesting to get his perspective on this motherhood journey to see things through his eyes. He has not been prompted with the questions. He has no idea what I'm gonna ask him, um, but he does have a beer, so <laughs> that might help. Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, very well indeed. Are yeah. you? Yeah. yeah, so happy to be here. Do you wanna tell everybody how we met? Uh, really? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. Um, we met at a bar in Los Angeles and I thought he was a wanker. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you did. funny enough, I have a song for him called Whiny Wanker. Yeah. So be careful, otherwise I'll break it out. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's not do that. Please. Okay. What is my favorite color? Uh, purple. Oh, where's my favorite place to be? Uh, by the ocean. That's really true. What's my favorite animal? Cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at you. You know all the things about me. Um, where's my least favorite place to be? Uh, suburbia. Well, <laughs> where are we now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the swimming pool. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't like getting in the water, I don't like do getting you? in the water. Mm. All right, so we got together. We were both under the impression that it would be really difficult for me to have kids. So um, <laughs> once we got that news and had our son um what was it like watching me become a mom oh god terrifying um because i think if you remember we found out was it just after labor day mm -hmm. and we stopped at that cvs when you said you had a headache and you hadn't felt up for partying and then you said oh perhaps i'm pregnant I thought, nah now you said that was almost impossible and then we got home didn't we and you peed on the stick <clears throat> and everything changed yeah so i was what 43 yeah 17 2017 oh you're showing everybody how old you are yeah <laughs> so i hadn't really thought that would ever happen so i think uh, it took me a couple of months to even summon up the courage to tell my parents back at home mm-hmm because obviously they thought I'd gone to the US for a year. I don't think they expected that to be happening. No, I don't so think they did either. I think I was so wrapped up for the first couple of months, I think I was so wrapped up in my own kind of trying to get used to the idea, think what did it mean, all the uncertainty mm. living abroad on a visa. I think the first couple of months just went by without me really being self-aware enough to yeah. think about what was going on with you. So when I finally came out of that little tsunami, probably that was November. Yeah. I, I suppose my overriding memory is you were quite, you were quite kind of um, at peace with it all. Mm. You didn't really, I say you didn't have a difficult pregnancy. We always worried about the whole blood clot thing yeah. um, to the latter stages. But I, my overriding memory was you seemed really quite, organized focused as you always are um and you've always been better dealing with big 
events than mm. little events like pregnancy, potentially having to move across and live in another country, yet fine. <laughs> Dirty suck on the floor, disaster. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think my memory was you did what you, you as I've come to know since, you deal with those big life changing events in a very methodical, disciplined sort yeah. of organized fashion. Well, yeah, that's what happens when you're used to chaos. It's easier to deal with the big things than the small things. Does that bother you about me? No. No. No, it, it can be difficult <laughs> on a on a day to day <laughs> basis because uh, you like to do things your way. You like things done in the right way. Like um, washing the inside and the outside of a pot. Yes, that is yeah, a thing. The how toothpaste should be extracted from the tube. There are directions on the tube to say press from the bottom. Yeah. Um, just, so yeah, you know. I think those little things. I've got used to. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I appreciate you well, trying if for I'm me. Got used to, yeah, I'm, I'm tr <laughs> I appreciate you trying for me. What do you think I've struggled with the most in this? Uh, I think the sense that you've had decisions taken away from you. Mm. So no longer is your life a completely open road where you can decide to move, take control, be completely the master of your own destiny. Or the mistress of your own destiny. Um, I think that's what the biggest change for you has been. I think, you know, the, the physical side of it, I think, bothered you initially. And by initially, I mean the first year, couple of years. But I think since we've been in Florida, there's been a much more rigorous approach you've had around training, personal training. I think you feel better about that side of it. Oh, you mean like I was down on myself from yeah. my physical yeah. appearance. Yeah, but I think, I'd, you know, which didn't really, I don't, again, if it's a self-awareness thing, it might be, I, d I didn't really notice, I didn't really notice that. Um, it felt almost, you know, he popped out and you were kind of pretty much back to normal, which was probably a bit dim of me at the time. But I think that sense that now you are no longer capable or able to just simply say, I'm going to do here. I'm going to go there. This is what I'm going to do. You are beholden almost to the tiny nightmare that is yeah. Declan. That is really difficult because you have to plan everything around them. And it changes like all the stages, you know, when he's an infant and he's sleeping all the time, that's like the best part. But like as a new parent, you don't get that, right? You know, you don't think about how simple those days are and about how easy they are especially if they're good sleepers you know like and Declan was a good sleeper like not at night he definitely woke up and he didn't yeah. sleep through the night till he was over one I believe it was like after his first birthday yeah it was wasn't it yeah it took forever um but we didn't do any sleep training either we was we were on demand breastfeeding and that but those I think I look back like even now to those early days and I think Man, it was so much easier when I could just like lug him around and then you get into the two nap phase where they're napping for an hour and a half in the morning and an hour and a half in the afternoon and then it's one condensed nap and by the time they get there, you're, you're, basically you're always planning your day around yeah. them. Yeah, by the time you get used to one thing, they change it feels as though like they change and it's like, like yeah. now does he really, do we think he's going to nap every day? <sighs> no. no. No, and that's why we had to have his birthday party in the morning because heaven forbid he falls asleep at his own birthday party. That would be really fun. 
right? Yeah. What a jerk. He would, and he would do that. What surprised you the most about me as a mom? Like a behavior or a thing that I do, or I don't know. It could be good or bad. Um, it's all good though, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. What surprised me the most? That's a really difficult question because mm. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. It's not like I'd had kids or mm. had, had grown up in my twenties and kind of knew what was coming. So again, men are very good at getting obsessed with their own, what they're dealing with to sometimes notice <laughs> what's going on around them. Uh. But what would I say surprised me the most? Um, very little has phased you. So if I, if I think back before Declan, you could get quite upset at some things that, you know, I was always, oh, okay, I'm not sure why that's annoyed you quite that much. So when you sort of factor in a toddler, a baby, all of the stuff that suddenly changes around you, I suppose what surprised me most is, yeah, not really much has phased you. And it's almost like you've done this before. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just you? no, no okay. just faking it till I make it right you know I do think there's something to be said for a maternal instinct and I would have never said that before having kids like I would have been like nah it's fine but I think there is like a switch that just flips and you see things you never saw before you do things you've never done before you behave in ways you're like yeah like I am the fun police I am the sugar Denier. Yes. TV denier. Yes. I am, I'm, I don't care. I am like the bad cop. Always, always. And I yell at him. Do you think so? Do you think you're the bad cop all the time? 95% of the time I am no. the bad cop. I am the fun crusher. I am. So does that mean I'm the one that gives in all the time? You kind of do. Oh. Okay. <laughs> this, this, this podcast might backfire. <laughs> I mean, at least he comes to you for the fun stuff, right? Like, mommy's going well, to say now. Only really the last few months, doesn't it mean? That first year, I felt a bit of a spare part, really, because... Hey, everybody... It was pretty much... It was mummy, mummy, mummy for everything, wasn't it? Mm. From breastfeeding. Yeah. Even now, sometimes, he does have those... Mummy moments. Mummy moments where nothing, nothing is going to console him. Yeah. Other than you. Wow. So I think the first year was very much kind of just like, right, I'll just do some stuff when I can. I'll wheel him around or try and put him down. I think bath time's always been my bit, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, but now the change there is, whereas I could get him down now, it seems it's very much mummy after bath, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, put a hooker out of that, maybe. Eventually. I kind of hope he does because that's sometimes tough. What do you think I enjoy the most about my mom role? About your mum role? Yeah. About being a mom. Okay. Um, well, no, I, the reason I say that is, well, it's not just a role, is it? It's kind of crosses everything. What do you enjoy the most, do I think? Mm -hmm. um, I think now seeing the development in him. Mm. So when he comes home and you have those moments where he's, as his language is starting to really grow oh, yeah. and he comes out with these incredible nuggets of information about colossal squids or 
you know, sharks or jellyfish, very, very ocean based. Yeah. Um, but I think as he starts to develop and talk more and start to show initiative, I think it's the initiative bit where you always keep saying you are capable. And when you see him showing that capability, I think that's the bit that gives you the most pleasure. Yeah, I think because, well, most toddlers, I would say, are, I'll say indecisive because I can't think of another adjective, but he is capable when he wants to be capable. Even though I know he can go to the toilet all by himself, he always wants somebody in the bathroom with him. Why? I don't know. But he can go to the potty all by himself with his step stool and wash his hands. He can reach and all that stuff. He's but kids are so funny like that. Like yeah, it's and it's almost as if they're like testing you to see how far you'll go. And I always tell him two or three times, you can do it. You're capable. Try, try it yourself first. But it is interesting to see him grow. You know, and just I mean, it's. Because we all get updates on our phone all the time. Three years ago today. Two years ago today. And then you're like, holy shit. That was three years ago. And look at this. It went from a little mushy blob to like this thing that doesn't stop talking. And is obsessed with anything on or in the water. And this has been like a two year thing. The water obsession. Yeah. And it's kind of cool when he does talk about the tentacles. And how they reach out and they grab it. Bring it to them. Like that's his that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny? It is. But there I mean, God, he can be a pain in the ass though. What do you appreciate the most about me as a mom? Oh my god, where do you start? Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Um, Thanks, babe. What do I appreciate the most? I think there's a sense of purpose you've brought to the whole house. Mm. So, um, you know, if you think of how work's gone for me, it's not a coincidence probably that we've had a couple of really good years work-wise. So I think there's a sense of purpose and a, a sense of you're bringing all these, whether it's a crazy dog, a toddler, <laughs> um, a slightly, should we say, Deranged. curmudgeonly husband. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking uh, about the cat. Yeah. <laughs> nutcase of a, but no it's serious there's a there's almost a bit of a bond now and a sense of purpose that i think you you have instilled in the sort of unit almost so whether we're all going down to the beach whether we're traveling whether we're well not so much the last year but an organization a sense of purpose and fun i think you think i'm fun yeah well i think i'm such a bore these days no. No, I think it's all about perspective, isn't it? And it's relative to, you know, we we talk about, oh, if only we, do you remember the day, the good old days when we could just go out, drink, come back, didn't matter what time we got yeah. up. I think it's all relative now. There's, it's fun becomes a very different thing. It's true. It's and true. I don't know whether you find it easy to adapt to that or easier than I have. But mm. I think, yeah, I would say that sense of purpose and of fun we're even watering the plants now. I, you listen to him even if I'm on a call with work and you can hear him outside. The, the things that I've always thought, oh my God, that's so mundane. You're very good at making those engaging, especially for him. And I mean, sometimes even I feel myself kind of smiling. 
or enjoying it. But hearing Ooh. him outside of the window, you know, where the plants are being watered and you can hear him screaming with happiness and running around and he loves it. So I don't know if that's a very good answer, but it's the one that kind of jumps out front of mind when you ask. Yeah. I mean, he just dives into those things though. Like he... Or not. I mean, he's oh, very, very deliberate, isn't he? If you think, you know, and a bit circumspect. Mm. So when you go to groups of people or on the playground where he doesn't know any of the children or it's busy, he's quite circumspect. He's he'll sort of have a big yeah. watch first and and then he'll decide how he wants to engage. Yeah. So I don't think he always jumps in, but with you, especially if it's stuff around the house where he feels obviously very secure and comfortable, then yeah, he does... You know, what he wants to do, he really does want to do. My favorite thing that he does try to assist with is sweeping the floor. <sighs> I'm not sure I'd say that's assisting. No, it's that's my point. redistribution of it's it. It's dirt and pet hair. The, and um, when he likes to clean and wipe stuff down, I mean, he'll sprays the same, like the cat scratching post 500 times and wipes it down. Not in the spot he sprayed, just wipes it down. Yeah. Toddlers are fun. I mean, in certain ways, they really are fun. And in other ways, since this kid, like going back to what I like and just watching him develop, man, don't teach your kids to talk. Like, wait. As long as... <laughs> because it's just, he just does not stop now. And, and every kid's different. So we got to like put that caveat in there. But man, whoo. And the stuff they come back at you with, like you use on them, like, stop, listen to me, calm down, take a breath. How many times has he told me, Mama, stop. Listen to me. Yeah, do what? not speak to me like that. Don't speak to me like that. Mama, your voice is loud. Well, I need to use my firm voice because you're not listening. Oh, Mama, you're sad. Oh, Mama, yeah. Mama, you sad. Mama, you happy? That's kind of cool. Oh, we got to use that emotion thing. But yeah. Um, what's the funniest moment you can recollect off the top of your head? I mean, there's a lot of them. Yeah, I think oh, there's a couple that kind of stick with me. So being on a conference call, looking out the window mm. and just seeing this scooter go past with a little toddler in a big blue dress flowing in the wind, just literally <laughs> going past the window. No other adult in sight. Oh, God. That was almost a, and then realizing it was him. Um, I think when he gets down to the beach, I think oh, the I think that the sand between his little pink toes, yeah. his obsession in those rock pools with the seashells, but also, again, it's hearing those squeals of delight as he's running into the water and then running away from, you know, the waves coming in. Um, seeing him get very like his mum with the methodical sandcastles, you mm. know, we have to dig the hole, fill it up down to the beach, empty, fill in water. So he likes, he's like you like that. He's very ordered, I think, in how he loves to do things, which in itself is really cute to watch. Then it's destroy the castle, destroy, yeah. destroy, destroy, build it so we can destroy it. That's, that's, that's fun. Yeah. And being told very clearly what he wants you to touch, not to touch, don't move that, leave that there, which is quite cute. It can be very frustrating if you're against the clock and it's trying to get him ready for school, but... <laughs> yeah, I think it's he's in his element on the beach and the wind, the sun, that 
whole ocean experience, I think, is where he is. He really is at his happiest. Do you have a moment that is like the most frustrating thing you've ever experienced? Like something that you. Well, it's every day. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's every bloody day. Yeah. I think the frustration. It's it's what I'm still really bad at is reminding myself that he has got absolutely no interest in, in what my timelines are. <laughs> so trying to get him out the door in the morning. You know, if I'm thinking, right, I've told someone, I'll give you a call at 8.30 because I think, oh, I've dropped him off. I've got half an hour. I can make that call. That idea of being able to control your own diary and thinking he's going to adhere to whatever ridiculous time scale you've got in your head. So thinking that we're just going to put shorts and a T-shirt on, we get ready for school brush off. 40 minutes later, you've not even managed to get the shorts on. So I don't think there's one frustrating thing or moment but it's, it's the time management that he can just drive a missile through your day <laughs> and you can, there's very little you can do. I've tried the sort of coercing him, yeah. ultimatums, demands on him, it doesn't work. Or not the way I've done it, you know, the dad couldn't listen to me. Yeah. Just, no daddy, no, don't talk to me like that. Oh. It is interesting because I was petrified of my parents as a kid. like. And I don't know if that was a good thing, but it was effective because we behaved and we listened. And I don't think Declan's petrified of us. No, I, I don't think it... I think everyone parents differently, don't they? Because everyone's got advice. Yeah, don't they? And Yeah, don't they? I'm not sure that, that it might work for a little period of time. But I get even just in the three years he has been around us already you can see something that might have got you through a moment will come back and haunt you yes. six months or 12 months later. Yes. So that idea of being able to manage him through fear, you're just going to have a yeah. different kettle of fish as a problem. That's not a very good analogy or metaphor, is it? You're just going to have a completely different, probably bigger problem further down the line. Mm -hmm. I'd hate him to be scared yeah. of me. I mean, when he even says now when like you, when we have had to yell or like we lose our temper and we shout or something, don't shout at me, mommy. Yeah. Don't shout at me. That Do you remember the other sad. day he said, it's too loud. Yeah. Your voices are too loud. And it's those moments where that's the real check where you think, mm -hmm. oh my God, I am, I'm going to end up influencing how this human being develops yeah. if i'm not careful that might not be a good thing yeah so you're right it's it's you're a lot better with that than me i i do still think right come on declan five minutes we're mm. out the door and if we're not out the door in five minutes then it's like for god's sake come on <laughs> and it just doesn't work <sighs> as i keep finding out every morning right i know that's why i was like just get him out some days just get him out some yeah days. Yeah, like this morning, that was, I was about to sit him down for 10 minutes. You were like, no, 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 keep, keep I, just. He didn't eat. I knew he was going to want a smoothie. He was trying to talk us into chocolate. Did you give him chocolate? What? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, there we go. There we go. After everything, I'd said to him, you can have one tiny little thing Buzz from kill. Easter. Fun no, time. but the Party. problem is, well, yeah, but the thing is, he knows where all that candy is. He also knows how much is left where it's been put so the fact he knows it's there well i put it away before, when yeah, but he knows away. that 
So then we get into the discussion with him about what I do as to where, well, where is it? I can't even deny it's there because okay. okay. he says, no, 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 daddy. It's here. Should I sing the Marty Wanker song for no. you? No. Okay. Um, which, by the way, Declan does request. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I know. Do you have any unsolicited advice for our listeners? Uh, you don't take any. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't, it might be different mums but as a as a dad no I mean I look to who's given me advice and I wouldn't say you know they're particularly the situations they're in when they're my age a bit older than me you sort of think oh, I'm not sure that advice played out particularly well for you so I think I it it, it my advice would be you, the only people that are going to do it are you yeah and and mum that's a really good point because who's in it every day? Yeah, and I'm very good at sort of moaning to people, or, you know, one or two friends, oh, I don't know what it was like. So I don't know whether that's advice. That's just a download of, you know, emotional sort of baggage or complaining or whining. But we're, I don't know, I hope we're getting a bit better at the only advice you should be getting is, I think, is the two of you, the parents. Well, yeah, because it's like, Remember we got that, and I love, I like telling the story because it's just a full circle. Remember, I was like, oh, we're not going to get any of the stuff, you know, we'll get like the crib and we'll get like a walker down the line and all that crap. But I don't want like a swing or a bounce chair, or whatever, because we don't know what kind of kid we're going to have. So, right. So Declan loved to be rocked and swaddled. And so we would just sit there and be rocking and rocking. Yeah. And then we got that damn swing, right? Like, okay, we can put him in the swing. Couldn't leave him in there. Couldn't leave him in there. No, I mean, he was in that thing for probably, I would say, an hour. Total. In the months it was around or hanging in yeah. that frame, door frame in Dallas. And But the advice was, oh, this is marvellous. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. Or, no, they didn't. No, he didn't. What a waste of money that was. He wanted to get, you know, he wanted to be held. He wanted to be close to the somebody. Bit, yeah. The only thing he really fell asleep in was when it was warm, breezy, and you could push him around in that black stroller, stro yeah. in that stroller. Over, co but over cobblestones, that whole sense of motion and that would get him off. But yeah, I mean, we bought those things because the not individual advice, was it? But there was a narrative that mm -hmm. said, oh, they'll love this. They'll like this. Well, he didn't. No. He really did not need any of that. We probably spent not talk about hundreds it. of dollars on stuff that when you look back, well, it's not a criticism. It's just, what did we know? Yeah. What did we know? <laughs> you make, you work it out as you go. And we tried to do the right thing by like waiting to buy the swing, right? I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. Nope. Yeah. Cluster. Cluster. Yeah, you think he had his bike a year ago. Mm. He's only now interested in into it. that. The scooter, he's had a year, 15 months. He's only just really into that. Mm. And that's the other thing I've, you know, I thought, well, we'll have to buy this. We'll get that. Three or four things was almost as much as he can focus on or engage with Ooh, that's a good tip like don't overdo it with the presents especially when they're little christmas he doesn't want to open anything for those of you who celebrate christmas he could only open like one or two things and too much too yeah. much like it took but up you all did a good day. job and then they went back upstairs and then lo and behold next saturday oh. on his birthday christmas presents come back as birthday presents yep. so it's not been a waste but yeah Just you get so obsessed about wanting 
what you think they'll enjoy and love. Yeah. And it was just so overwhelming. He liked the bubble machine. Yes. Cardboard boxes. Yeah. And uh, bubble wrap. the bubble wrap. And literally, we could have put that out and he would have been... Stoked. Absolutely. Absolutely stoked. What else do you want to talk about with how wonderful I am as a mum? Anything else you want to no, I've No, I've got nothing yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> fair, um, fair enough. Well, uh, patience. Whew. I think that's been the... That's the commodity you need the most of, isn't it? More than... Almost more than money and time. Mm. <laughs> so you need it's patient and my god you've had to be patient because i think i've not necessarily um found it particularly easy then covid working from home and all of a sudden you're in that wash every single day um and work outside of the house don't necessarily really care about that yeah they don't really folk they everyone talks about you know, mental health, and it's so important. But really, that's just sound bites because eight o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, the phone will start ringing, and people are sending you emails at eleven o'clock at night. When you're suddenly in a home working environment with no travel, patience—if you haven't got that—you know. It'd be interesting to see how many relationships have break down in the last 12 months just because of there's no relief mm. there's also no space and sometimes you need a little yeah. space yeah i mean we, i think we've done a good job it was a good idea you know even if it's one or two nights away trying to just take the stress off the other parent by saying yeah. you know we'll go down and we'll go to the aquarium in orlando stay in a hotel use some hilton points you, you took him obviously to Dallas the other week and I had a couple of days to just do nothing really. And I think that's the other bit is you, you, you sometimes have to be kind enough to think, right, you've got to do nothing now. Yeah, nothing. Because we're in this whirlwind of we've got to do this, we've got to get that, then we need to arrange this, then we've got to be focused on that. And before you know it, one of you just burns out and then the other one's left to pick up all the slack and then... Yeah. It becomes very the itinerary is fractious, hard. Yeah. yeah. You Americans love an itinerary, don't you? I mean you do, like socially. I've never known. Like all the time I lived at home in the UK or oh back God, in the UK. I've you know, this idea but even pre Declan, everyone's got a plan for every weekend. I've never known so much activities well what whether about, it's like, like we're going here for coffee we're going there for dinner we're going to a party so it's like oh my god so there's a cultural difference the americans you are much more socially engaging positive look forward to seeing each other whereas you know the brits they've managed social isolation quite well with the pandemic because they live on an island no one well, wants no, to go was, there. no well more that they like being socially distant anyway I'm kind of joking, but you guys are very organised, even at a social level. Well, because you got to plan your weekends. How is Mother's well, Day different here than in the UK? It's not, uh, it's not that different. Some of the other festivals are a lot different, like Halloween. Yeah. What's all that? Why do you got to bring my birthday up? Well, We're talking about Mother's Day. 
Mother's Day, yeah. Is there anything well, different that we do here or that you do there? Well, you have it on a different day, so I can't remember when it is until too late, <laughs> is my excuse. Um, no, I don't think it's that much different. I think it's... No, I think, you know, back home we'd... It would usually be we'd go to the pub for lunch or restaurant for lunch. That's what your mum would want to do? The pub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was always... She wanted family around. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're older and you've got, you know, children and grandchildren. Um, and you don't see them all the time. Mm. It was very much, Great I think, you know, she was huge fan. Yeah. Almost a bit more than Christmas. Really? For her. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Is that it? That's all you got? What was the question again? <laughs> Anything else you'd like to add? What, in general? In general. <laughs> no, no, I think, you know, we don't, I don't, I don't probably tell you enough what an amazing job you do. Oh, thanks. You sure? Yeah. Ooh, I think it depends I think on the day. <laughs> we're still here. Yeah, we are. You know, and that's, you know, it'd be lovely to have one of those God, I do sound really British and curmudgeonly and miserable now, don't I? But it's not a bed of roses. It's not a lovely sort of fluffy dream where, you know, Instagram will show you all that unfilt, that filtered life. It's not. You've got to take the filter off and be okay with some pretty crummy days. Yeah. Some pretty miserable moments where you embarrass yourself with your behavior but you're too either tired or stubborn to say oh, i got that wrong or frustrated yeah or tired exhausted lack of sleep mm, yeah um all those things collide and into this melting pot of bringing a little human being up and it, it is it's incredibly difficult so i'd say the only advice i'd ever have is before be really sure that you're just strong enough with each other to know this is going to be hugely exciting, unbelievably rewarding, but it's going to bring its moments where, and I suspect you've had a moment where you could very happily take a cricket bat and pummel my head in and not be remotely disappointed that you've done it. It's getting through those moments and not thinking, well, that's it then. Well, that's where our relationship is, you know? And that's where you start to realise what love is, what it really is, which is... You're never going to step, take a step away. You're not going to walk back from something that's so amazing, even when you're up to your neck in shit. Yeah. And you haven't slept. And you're not the one that's able to always bring a solution or a, you know, uh, solve a problem. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to let it be. Let it be. Oh, let it I knew be. you couldn't get through this without singing. <laughs> Okay, on that note. <laughs> Have I been of any help at all? I don't know. We'll see. No, okay. See if anybody actually watches it. <laughs> Cheers. You'll no doubt take great delight in telling me that no one watched well, it, won't you? <laughs> so that'll be the last time you hear from me. Which is no bad thing. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's all you got there, you whiny wanker. Um, <laughs> oh, whiny wanker. <laughs> I'm the mom who knows nada. My name is Brianna. This is the Mama Knows Nada podcast. Thank you to my wonderful husband for putting up with me and for talking about how absolutely spellbinding I am, which is also a crock of shit. Until next time.
Thank you, you for having me. Oh. I, I I know I haven't helped much. So. Well, you know. Why change a habit of a lifestyle? <laughs> lifestyle? Lifetime. Lifetime, yeah. You can find us at mamanosnada.com. <laughs> mamanosnada.com. Mama